TK, what's going on, man? I had a great week this week. Whoa. Tell me. I want to know about you. Six of six, baby. Six of six. Six Six of six. I never doubted you for a second. I didn't doubt it much, but it's like now now it's time to talk terms because the original terms already don't work. You know what? It's great. I, you know what? Sometimes I don't know. Maybe I'm sure you get the feeling. I'm sure everybody out there knows what I'm talking about when I say, like, sometimes you just get a feeling that things are coming together, right? Mm-hmm. That you can make things work, right? Yeah. And it doesn't happen all the time. This is not. I mean, with with residential houses in the last while, I mean, God, it's a shoe in, right? But like in these land development deals, they they blow apart pretty quickly, right? Most of them blow apart. Yeah, I mean, you I, I, and the majority even majority of them, Daryl. Yeah, the majority of contracts in the land development world are not firmed up and closed upon. No, yes. no. Yeah. Most of them go absolutely nowhere. I mean, yes. l- listen, if it's one property, the chances of success are far greater than when you have to put, you know two together or three or six or eight, right? Your chances get smaller and smaller. The more owners and egos and demands get thrown into the stew, right? Mm -hmm. But TK. You're persistent. Listen, I am the assembly master. There's no doubt. If there's anything that I can say, if there, if there's like any quality that's contributing to your, you know, uh, character that that helps you with your job oh, it's no. persistence persistence for sure it's persistence you're all over it you make sure that even all the youtubers are all like man this daryl guy he's got me coming on the show next three months from now and he's already sent me eight emails on what i'm supposed to do you know and that's what that's what gets things done man that's it you make sure you don't drop the ball well, listen, if I if I sense uh, if I if I have my teeth in something and I sense that there's a chance, mm-hmm. I definitely will uh, proceed accordingly. But but quickly, it that it's 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 speed that that makes a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this one, there's no uh, there's no broker in the middle. It's like me and all the owners direct one on one. And like, let's just go. Right. Nobody but, trusts the broker in the middle. It's not even the trust thing. It's just things get True. broken down in the middle or, or or changed for whatever reason, like between parties. Um, I mean, listen, the broker's just trying to get the deal done. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do to get the deal done. Just oftentimes it doesn't jive with what the 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 buyer or the seller have in mind, right? But if you can get direct with everybody, you can solve most issues if everybody is willing to sell but like when you're fighting upstream with people that just are crazy and unwilling to sell like there's a point in time where it's just like you're not you're not fitting this in here it's people, not working people want to hear it directly from the horse's mouth daryl and in this situation you're the horse i am the horse generally the horse. generally yeah. i am and the so horse they, they hear it from someone else they go yeah the agent's saying that you know he's he's doing this 
But when you're there and you're saying like, here I am, this is what my plan is. Yeah. Here's how I'm going to proceed. There is no like ambiguity, which is you, what puts deals together. Do you know how many meetings I've gone into with the seller? And it, and and they've been like, the, the, the agent told me this, blah, 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 blah. And you were doing this and this and this. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that didn't happen. Right. And it's like, the sooner you can just, you, the agent needs to be this intermediary that makes the introduction so that the people can actually get the deal done. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fine balance. So I was just thinking that my, in my head, there's lots of deals where it is super beneficial to connect the buyer and the seller. So many deals where especially these kind of deals, the, right? Those type of deals, especially, right? But even once houses, while, maybe not. Stuff, some, well, sometimes the residential sometimes. stuff can, can, can benefit um, both parties in certain scenarios Depending, if there's a, yeah. a complicated type of arrangement. But there's plenty of deals where that buyer and seller should never meet. Never meet. <laughs> they should they should not even like if they walk by each other in the grocery store, they should not even know who the other person is. Like that's how far apart an, an arm's length of a transaction it needs to be. No, but and then even still, like once you get past the layer of of uh uh intermediary, realtor, broker, like some guy who found the deal and put it together, like once you get past that layer, right, and direct to the seller. Then the next layer that you have to overcome is the lawyers once they get a hold of things, right? Mm, brutal. And so lawyers. again, well, but the lawyers can 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 do what they do if the the two decision makers are still in communication when things break down between the lawyers, right? So it's like, okay, the lawyer calls and goes, okay, the deal's gonna die because of whatever, XYZ, right? And, you, you can say, okay, fine, like, let it die. Or you can say, hold on a sec, like, let me call Hugo, right? And let's see what's going on. And when you get on the phone with Hugo, there's always a way to deal with the situation, right? Hugo, like, what, what are we even arguing about? Like, do you even care about this? I don't even know what we're talking about, says Hugo, right? There's a, and there's it's an like, issue. but there isn't an issue. There's a, a lawyer who has an issue with something the client the doesn't issue. even give a fuck about, right? Yes, the lawyer is the lawyers bless their hearts. Bless their they're hearts. Not, they're not getting paid enough to work on your deals, Mr. Buyer and seller. You're not paying them enough money to no. care. No. You're not. Not unless okay? it takes a while. You don't. You think you are. You think that lawyers are overpaid. They're, you know, maybe if you're going into some sort of litigation, I don't I don't understand. You know, criminal court, whatever. I'm sure there's lots of cases for that. But in a real estate transaction, lawyers are grossly underpaid. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you saw my lawyer's bills, you would think otherwise. But the point is, is that they they make issues where there aren't necessarily issues. And if you don't have that line of communication with the seller or the buyer, whichever one you are, then you don't know what really is the issue, right? You don't know if it's even really an issue because most of these guys are entrepreneurial. So you read it and you go, do they really care like about 48 hours notice for like an inspection versus 72 hours? Like, why are we arguing about this and spending $1,200 an hour on legal fees discussing this when neither of us even give a shit about this, right? Like, but these are things like I had lawyers tied up with each other over a sign on a site where the lender wanted to put up a sign. And my lawyer was like, we don't want you to put up a sign. And I was like, I don't care if they put up a sign. And the lender was like, I don't even care if I put up a sign. Right. And it's like, 
both of us must have spent two grand on this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and when I say both of us, I paid both because that's how it fucking works with these lenders. Right. I pay all their legal fees. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, but these are the layers you have to get through to just get a deal done. Right. So the only reason that I was able to get any of my deals done, to be quite honest with you, is because I listened to what the friggin sellers want. And if I don't think I can give it to them, I disappear instantly. Right. Mm -hmm. But as like things go on, I stay in touch with the seller. Right. Because mm -hmm. the uh, no matter what, the agent in their in, not meaning like not maliciously, but things just change along the, the, the telephone line somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. In, in order to get the deal done, not to screw things up, but they think yeah, sometimes that they need it, to. Yeah, sometimes they think they need to put a different perspective on it because like they know their buyer's crazy and he's going to go crazy when he hears this or yeah. like whatever, right? That's me, the example, right? Like I'm sure yeah, guys no, no, don't no. tell me things the way they are because they know, oh, Frankfurt's Listen, we all go played bananas. broken telephone as a kid and every one of those kids tried to pass along the same answer. Unless that there was that one kid, you know, Jimmy. He was just trying to mess us up where he would say, you know, purple yeah. polka Boobs. dot elephant. Boobs. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is broken telephone. It happens in, in real life business transactions, too. So there are situations. Um, I put together that 11 unit building. What does that mean? You put it together. So it's firmed up now. Firmed and, up. Yeah, it's firmed up. Um, I don't know how much details I'm going to share, but basically, you know, vendor take back is the term. Right. Right. Interest only payments. Right. This yeah. is how the deal gets done. The vacant, the, the only way, almost all going to be vacant, right? So the the mm. sellers are going to ensure of that. The lenders ensure that? is that a yeah, good the thing? They're going to make sure that the building's almost all vacant. Yeah, there's a couple left. I think that need to come here or there, but they're gonna they're gonna work on it. Um, In this environment, if I was buying commercial, I'd kind of want it partially tenanted at least right now. I wouldn't want to have to fill up the whole thing right now. The, the issue would be in this environment. Why do you say that? Well, well I mean, your tenant, your tenants are paying like 70% below market value. You, you would be okay with that? Some of them. Like I would want it partially tenanted right now, in this case, just so in that this I didn't case, have to case, find all that rent. Right. Right now. This, okay. um, also, there's also a deferral on payments for the mortgage. Whoa. Yeah. Lots of Listen, this is all the whole deal. My whole deal is all about terms right now. It's like, yeah. basically, it's like either we're not closing for a couple of years or you're giving me a VTB for a couple of years because other, or you got to change your price because it doesn't work at this price right now. Right. Yeah. I keep saying it. It's very hard to pay twice as much as the actual value of something and get it financed right now. I don't know who in their right mind fine. would finance it. Yeah, and I wouldn't even want to try, right, to do it like yeah. that. Yeah. But give me enough runway, right, to increase the value of the thing and get some uh, some 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 concrete um, idea of what's possible there. Mm -hmm. Now you can finance something, right? And that's why terms are, is going to be the only way that prices stay at any kind of level close to what they were at, right? Mm -hmm. I think, but you know, what's crazy. Can I, I let, let me fly off of this for a second. I keep seeing 
I'm very confused with the residential market because we see power of sales going up like crazy, like significantly. We see from people. Zero. Well, from we're, zero, we're, sure. We're coming from like a, a non, like years of no power of sales. Like that's For sure. Really like, of course. How can you have one, a power of sale when the money's free? If we have one power of sale, you know. It's oh, but like, no, but it's it's significant because it's growing steadily, right? Okay. Already, and we yeah. haven't seen any kind of job loss I've or anything. Yeah. yeah, um, but we also see okay, and we've seen at least if you're on Twitter every day, at least you see this guy post stuff of like 300 under what they paid for it, a million under what they paid for it, depending on the price point, like 200,000 paid so for it, or they didn't close. Well, some of them are they didn't close and some of them are paid yeah. for it and they had to sell again, right? So yeah. so you just see those kind of things. And then you also see, like you were saying, multiple offers, bidding dun, wars dun, on dun, stuff, dun, right? Pumper, and, pumper. Well, no, but I mean, it's coming from multiple places. It's coming from uh, multiple pumpers, right? Multiple uh, pumpers. But, but, but so what my answer is and what I think should happen, and I think we should try and spearhead this, TK, is... Okay. There needs to be, because you know what? Listen, if you price something that's worth 600 at 350, like you're going to get eyeballs, right? And you got desperate people who think that they could get it for 340 right now because the market shit and they're asking 350. You're going to get 10 offers and nine of them are going to be at 350. And there's going to be that one guy for 650. Whose agent never made a sale all year. And he's going to go, look, man, like I know that at least half of these offers are over six. We got to go to 650. We got it. At least yeah. half of them. There's 10 offers. There's it's be- your only chance. If you don't have a listing, you wouldn't know, right? But anytime you're getting like my multiple offer scenarios, right? <laughs> like they're so, you're, you're getting you're getting the real you're getting the real data here to get over asking and everything else. You got to be so, significantly priced lower than you should be. So so but we need a benchmark, TK. So what I what I thought of is like we need like so what was the sale price to peak price ratio on that mm-hmm. sale? Right. Because like, where am I at on this? Because what the fuck do I care if it was 350 percent over asking if it's still 18 percent below peak pricing? And the lower that's a great uh, metric. That's never going to happen. But let's talk about it. Never. But we can do it. The lower the number, the better. Right. So it's like, oh, he got like a 20 percent sale price to peak Peak price reduction. Right. right? Like he's just like, yo, he was down 20. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he got five percent below peak. 5% 5% below peak. Wow, his agent really knew what he was doing. No, I think it's reverse. But anyways, it's like, what do you mean? yeah. 5% below peak. That's a lower number is better. No, you want to be 20% below peak, don't you? You want to be no. way lower. You're, if you're buying, I guess you're selling. You're talking We're as talking a seller, sellers. seller's agent. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah. List the last. We don't even buying. think about buyers. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. List the last. List the last. Um, uh, yeah, on the buying side, then buying, yeah. Yeah. Like, I bought this thing for 30% below peak. 30 below peak, 30 right? below, you know, just slang, just 30. I got it for but 30 below, 30 below, 30 below asking price. No, I paid asking, but it's 30 below peak, below P, bro. Yeah, I paid 10% over asking. I paid 100 how do you say it asking, in Toronto? But it was 30. Man. How do you say it, it in Toronto, below. man? It was 30 below, 30 below, 30 P. below P, man, 30, <laughs> 30 below peak, fam. Bam, um, that's the word I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. 20 below peak, fam. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, did you see so, the lineups at OVO's uh, warehouse there? On Talk- the um, East sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place. There's too much going on right now. So, anyways, the point I'm trying to make, TK, is we've got power of sales. We've got people losing money, and we've got things going ten billion dollars over asking right now, and multiple offers all over the place again. 
So not all over the place. That's don't don't say all over the place. There are there are multiple offers that are happening. Not all over the place. Pro- properties properties are priced aggressively low. I had multiples on a price that was a property that was priced accurately. We got a couple different offers. We sold for asking price, firm offer. Like that's that's what happened, right? But I've also seen multiple offers. Well, all of them are well below asking, right? So it's like you're getting that, but it doesn't mean more price. The so- ones that I'm seeing that are going way over. It was like so obvious that it was priced low. And I know some of the scenarios, those offers were all coming in at or below asking, like a ridiculously low price. But where so were like, they at on the price to peak meter? Price right? to peak? Like, were they 20% <laughs> below peak? They were, they were, no, they were priced like 40% below peak. 40%. Per- and then see? they ended up selling for like 20%. But look, you're already thinking in terms of our, 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 our yeah. metric here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, you want to hear something crazy? So the other day I'm sitting here working away, which is really not doing anything because I'm up yeah. to nothing most days. And, I, and I'm sitting here and the doorbell rings. So I answer the door because my dog's going crazy. And it's these two realtors at the door. And I'm like, hmm, this could be interesting. Let's see where this goes, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they say, hi, how are you? And they hand me this like uh, notepad with their names and phone numbers on it. And I'm like, thank you. And they go, no, you're welcome. And then they turn around and they go, have a nice day. And they start walking away. And I was like, bro, I was going to talk to them for an hour. Right. I gave them the opening and they were walking away. And I go, what do you think I could get for my house? Right. And they were like, oh, hold on a second. You're cruel. Right. So I'm like, why don't you guys come in? And these guys are telling me, you know, like prices are coming down and prices are going up and they're they're all over the place and interest rates are coming down and like good times are around the corner right Mm. and so i start asking questions as you you might expect and it 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 was just funny they did a whole tour of the house and they they sent me this bullshit cma and then they send me the point of the story is they send me as part of their like uh barrage of emails right Mm. they send me this uh bidding war that just happened in Thornhill Woods. And they're like, it was 27 offers and there was 150 showings and it sold for 400 over asking. So what did I say? Send me the comps. Okay. They send me the comps, but the comps come with like a caveat as to like, you know, this one was back. Why is this one included? Even though it's 300 miles away, right? Like, Hmm. We included this one in Barry because anyways, but it, it, like it didn't make much sense. And um, then they send me this email like to show like the market's crazy again. Right. Mm-hmm. People are having. So then I said, um, like, what were, what were the prices? What were the comps at the peak? And it was still well below peak, even with the crazy bidding war, because now it seems that the strategy is. 40% grossly underpriced the thing 40% below peak below peak yeah that's is the, it 40 percent price i don't know Roughly, i don't know what are the numbers i don't know and well, well you said you looked into it you said well they said me asking what, what was the list price um hold on a sec um it was 1350 and it sold for 1750 or okay. something around the like something like that. It was it was yeah. basically that the peak, peak price was like one nine something or two point something, right? Yeah, 40% below peak. Yeah, so of course you're gonna get a million people looking at that shit, right? 
Of course, yeah. you're going to get a million people who have no idea where to make their offer. Just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And the agents. I mean, God, how does an agent who never had to figure out pricing in 25, 30 years know how to fucking price anything right now? Right. Because I think the, pricing's way easier right now. Right. It's easier. So much people easier are right so now. irrational. How are people getting no, in bidding wars at all right now? No, no, no. It's what, very what are they it's, smoking? How could you go in a bidding to war right talk now? Talk to TK? the sellers about their price. That's a that's a real challenge right now because the sellers don't want to hear it. But it's very easy to establish price in this market. That's sure. If you go like, hold on, the last one sold at one five. Let's price it at three fifty and see what happens. No, no. I mean, accurately. Like what? What? Who's you doing that? Be, you, you need to be the next one to sell. That's what it is. So you look at everything. Does that mean you have to available. be lower than the last one? You. I'm not saying lower than the last one. You look at what else is available right now. So when mm -hmm, those buyers mm -hmm. come to the neighborhood and they're shopping and they've got money in hand, they're going to look at all the properties. And if there's a better deal out there, they're going to buy that one. There's a, there's a finite amount of buyers who are going to buy in your neighborhood in the next couple of weeks. And those buyers are going to want to see the most value in order for them to make that decision. And if there's a, a property out there, one of your neighbors who's asking like, less money for the same house or, you know, the same amount of money for a bigger house, whatever yeah, the value that you can. Sure. They're not going to pick your house, No. which means after a month, you'll be saying, why is my house not sold? And then you're going to be saying, well, because we started here and here's where we should have started. But now because that one sold and prices are going down, there's another listing that's priced right here. And if we don't compete with that guy or, you know, be, be better priced than him, you're going to end up for selling way less than you could have initially if you had just been the best priced property in the neighborhood. It's very simple to price right now, actually. And so, doing the low, the low price, the aggressive price doesn't work. It doesn't uh, work. People, I've, 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 I haven't like done dug deep into it or whatever, but I know of two scenarios where I saw 15, 11 and 18 offers. And when I looked at the price afterwards, I said, that's actually not a great price. So they got a ton of activity. They got a ton of offers. They sold for 100, 150, whatever it is over asking. It wasn't, it wasn't a high price. It wasn't a crazy price. It was probably less money than if they had just priced it at the best price property in the neighborhood because there really wasn't any, there was no inventory. And buyers would have gone around and they would have looked and they would have said, I got no choice. This is the only option. And then they would have bought the property, right? So do we see people taking uh, haircuts now that there's conditional offers all out there everywhere? Do people the, go the back? The buyers are all asking for it. And what's happening? What's happening is are they getting uh, depending them? on the seller's situation. So the, I firmed up one this week in Pickering and that we took a we took a, a hit on the price when we negotiated. And when we're negotiating, I said, look, I said, you're going to come, you're going to do a home inspection, and then you're going to come back to me and tell me, even though we, you're telling me Old the house school, is dated and everything I needs to be changed. Yeah. I said, you're going to say this whole spiel after the home inspection's done. I said, why don't we agree to this price? Then that way there's room for your buyer to go in through the home inspection and feel like they're going to have a little bit of a discount. And I talked mm. to the seller and we were all like, yeah, that's a great idea. And he's like, no, we have to pay this price because yeah. of all these things. We're not going to come back. Fine. But... Don't come back to me after the home inspection. We know there's a, this, there's this, there's all these things have to be changed. The people are like, you know, in their eighties, they haven't changed anything for years. They were comfortable. There's nothing wrong with the house, but your buyers are going to have to change stuff. What yeah. do you think he did after the home inspection, Daryl? Big time haircut, bro. They came back and they said, got, what the heck is going on? They got a season's on? pass at Miami and fades I said, now, all where, these buyers. Where am I? Where am I? So anyways, I told the guy to go take a hike. 
And uh, basically, I just told him that we'll we'll sell to somebody else if he doesn't have it worked out. So the next day, he brought me the paperwork and we got the deal done. Firm. But, so you played chicken. So, but you could play chicken and lose too. I I could have lost, and the sellers told me just give him what he wants. We don't want to lose the deal. And I said I'm not going to lose it over five or ten thousand. It's like don't worry, just hang hang in there. And actually, I called the guy. I can mm. say this because it's over. I called the guy to tell him. I swear, I called him to tell him because the sellers were putting pressure on me. Don't lose this deal ticket. Don't lose. It. Sure. So I called him and I said, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> like, he just started talking. Oh well, you know, you know, after we talked yesterday, and blah, 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 I'm working on the paperwork. I'm sending it to them, and I think it's good. You know, tonight I'm going to do it. I'll let you know and everything. I said, "Yeah, good. I was just calling just to check in, just to see how things awesome. are going from yesterday." Yeah. And that was my call. My call was to say. Look, you know, maybe, you know, because there's like mold in the attic. You were, you were going to give them a, you were going to give them a couple like, bucks. Maybe if there's something here, we could do 20, maybe 25 bucks Two of us could shave a little off our right? commission. We can make yeah, it work yeah. one way or another. Something yeah. can make this deal work. Sure. But, but anyway, different he times. Talked, he, he talked first. So uh, my, my clients are happy. And then I look like a hero, right? Because they were you willing, like a hero. even though the price they took was much lower than they anticipated and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but it's those not much of a things. hero there. They're those final little things that I think agents are, um, this is, this is important. So when you're an agent and you're dealing with a client, the worst thing that can happen in your deal from beginning to end. Okay. Is nothing because mm. when the house is sold and they, you know, see that invoice and they see the commission and they go through all these, you know, thoughts in their head and they said, what did he do? He put up a sign. The buyers came, they brought an offer. We accepted it. They had their visits. We got our money on time. Oh, I don't know if I'm ever going to use that guy again. I mean, he was okay. Whatever. Right? Sure. <laughs> it's the truth. Now, sometimes what agents do is they're solving problems in the background. Sure. So they're out there and they're like putting out fires and all this stuff. And they're just like, I just want my clients to have a good They're life not looking for glory. Stressed, yeah. They're right? not sending them an email going, you don't, no you should have seen what I just dealt with today. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem right? that they do that because or that they don't do that because they don't do that. Don't do that is the problem because the clients don't realize what they're the doing. Clients don't realize how much work is being done. And so mm. at the end of the day, the best thing that can happen to you is a small fire, something that is, you know, enough to be able to make the sellers or your buyers, whoever you're representing, um, yeah. understand that, you know, there is a lot of knowledge and experience required to be able to make things go this well. And that, you know, don't worry. I got this under control. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. I'll get back to you. Let me find a solution. And yeah. then you do all that background when you come back and you say, don't worry, it's under control. I got them to do this or agree to that. Yeah. Don't go, point out the fact that there's no page 12 in the inspection report. Okay. Just don't when, <laughs> tell anybody that there's no page 12 anymore. Yeah. But, but the, right. So when they go, <laughs> when they, when they close, right. And then they're paying the commission over their buyer and they're, they're paying out the, the down payment. They're going to go, man, you know what? Not only did I get a great price or not only did the, the transaction get done properly because here I am closing today, but there was a problem and TK, he knew what he was doing. He got, he got us through that problem. And, you know, next time I know someone who wants to buy and sell, I'm going to, I'm going to refer him. Yeah. Right. It's and not like there's all these fucking problems. Cause this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm yeah. never using him again. He's got too many problems bigger, in the background. The, the bigger the problem. I don't cause problems, but the bigger the problem that I get to solve the better the relationship I have with the client, you know, because then they go afterwards and they go, geez, I never thought there were guys out there that could do those type of things because they're not used to seeing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are, those are uh, important parts. Do you of think the, of the deal? 
Do you think people will use realtors as much? Like, do you think people will bounce around as much as they used to? Like, do you think people will sell their houses in two, three years? Like, are we going to get that kind of appreciation where it's like, we have to fucking no. sell this thing? Like, no. we got to move. Not for this those, is crazy. Not for those reasons, right? Because a lot of right. people, the reason that they move is because they they update their home and they, you know, there's guys like that, right? So they rent it Now everybody's all, they buy it, shackled they go, in wow, debt. Look how much my house is worth. And mm. I'm profiting. And so it makes me feel like I'm going to get more that I'm going to go and buy that other house that needs work. I'm going to use all this labor and cash to be able to upgrade it. And it's going to increase my net worth. Those guys aren't going to like the feeling of selling and, and losing money. I know guys can still do it. There's still value. You could still, uh, you know, maybe break even at the end of the day. It's all relative if you're buying low and selling low, but it doesn't give you a good feeling when you uh, look at the number you paid and you just did 200 grand in renos and you're going to sell for the same price that you just bought it for two years ago, it doesn't make you want to move. No, right? no. But then, but then it's like, it's that or face the renewal, depending on when you're renewing. Yeah, so right? I was looking just at the article where, you know, uh, Butler mortgages is being quoted. I got a bunch of articles today. Actually, to talk he about. blocked me that bastard. That's okay. He's a mortgage guy. So anyways, a mortgage guy. He's got the same last name as me. So he's good in my books. No, he's supposed um, to be great. And so he said that, you know, rising number of defaults, a lot of, uh, you know, buyers right now are calling him because of the mortgage increase and that the interest rate hike at the end of the month is going to push people further into the trigger rate, which is all, you know, fear mongering, whatever. Um, but definitely there's going to be a lot more uh, insolvencies uh, because of what, uh, what we've seen. And I think that that's, something that we need to have. I just had a deal not close because there's too much debt on the property. Didn't too close. much debt. They didn't close. But Can't wouldn't close. the closing re relieve, relieve the debt? No. So they have they owe more money than we sold the house for. When we did the calculation, I knew the situation. So what? Calculated. We calculated how much money was owed. Yeah. Commissions, all that kind of stuff. This is what we need to make it work. We got our asking price and um, oh, three but... offers, two like way under and then one asking like that's... And then um, they came up uh, like two, two weeks before closing. He said, oh, like this. I can't make up the difference. Surfaced and this. And so all these things came up and it was just like, there's too much of a shortfall. Mm -hmm. And um, his, uh, he was going to go, he had power of sale for scenes. I can't remember all the terminology they used, but they hadn't gone through with it yet, but they, they had actually started the paperwork. Like real and, power of sale or just that said that on the real estate sign on the property? No, no, no. It wasn't a real power sale. It was just the lender was Marketing. communicating directly yeah. with me, the lender's lawyer. And they were saying like, we're commencing this process. And if you're not closed by this date, da, 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 da. long story short is they relieved him. And they said, look, just start making these payments and we won't um, put you under power of sale. And he's going to try to work on other, other parts of his uh, situation to make it better. That's, that's the market we're in. But now the right? buyer needs to find another house to move into. No. Uh, long story short is the buyer cool and the came to an, came to an agreement and, and there's no, there's no issues. Yeah. What's the agreement? Does it involve money? No, no, but the buyer, the buyer will have the right to buy the property in the future. If you, if he's uh, looking to buy it. for how long, I don't know, Daryl. Don't, it's not an agreement that I had anything to do with this. My oh. client was actually a real estate lawyer. My seller was a, was a real estate lawyer. So he handled okay. it all. And I just, you know, he said, you know, thanks. Um, we really feel bad because you don't get paid and uh, you know, we want to make it up to you in the future and uh, something like that. I'm like, you know, what, what can you do? Right? Like he's, he's, his situation is much more dire than me not making a commission. So, you know, you just tell him good luck. I hope it works out for him. If he needs me in the future, I'm happy to help. What can you do? You move on.
It's unfortunate. So, yeah. and so and I knew it going in too. So it wasn't like a surprise. I knew I was just trying to help him get out of that situation. So I did everything I could and yeah. it just, it's not enough. Well, and so, okay. So what's, so, so let's add to the confusion here. Okay. So we have people going power of sale. We have people going over asking, we have bidding wars, we have firm offers, we have conditional periods again, like we have everything in the mix. Um, we have like furniture stores doing nothing at the moment, right? Auto auto dealerships. We have nothing. cars selling nothing right nothing. now. But like, have you been to a restaurant lately or to a movie theater lately or to movie any theater. kind of entertainment lately? Everyone the just... mall, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Did you? The, so yeah. I mentioned it earlier. Ovio, what's his name? Drake's brand, you know, Ovo yep. or Ovio. I don't know what it is. I'm not so cool. But there was like a billion people waiting at 4 a.m. for this guy's sale. Like mm -hmm. even his shit on sale is more than like I would even spend on a goddamn shirt. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So. What the hell's going on? Like what? Where's all? I went to go see Harry Potter the other night and it was packed. Right. Like yeah. the, the restaurant before was packed and we went for dinner at five. Yeah. Right. Because the show's at like seven and yeah. it's three and a half hours, by the way, which is it was really cool. It was really amazing. But the yeah. point is, is it was packed, bro. People are spending money like crazy still and people are getting into bidding wars. The mentality out there is not brace for impact because the economy is about to sink. It's like. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's what we've been talking about. What do How is this possible? What, what do interest rates affect? Who do they affect? If everyone has a job, what do interest rates do? But people are starting to lose their jobs now in the States. Okay. okay. People a lot on a of variable people. rate. People on a variable rate are affected immediately. Their monthly payments go up. Instantly. Or if they hit a trigger baloney thing. Are not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And not so yet homeowners who are on a fixed rate right are sitting there and they're saying what do i, I do what do this. i do i still have a job what do i do i still maybe have future, a job today maybe in the future but what about the guy payments, who's but who the heck is years old 58 years old he's making 150 grand and he knows there's a malaysian kid that will do it for fifteen thousand dollars right he knows that guy's out there or an Australian guy who will do it for 90,000 or a Canadian guy. Like all of a sudden, like people are going to be like, what if I lose my job? Then what? Prices are falling. I got a big mortgage. What if I lose my job? How are you going to lose your job? You got you got to be a, I'm just saying there has to be some sort of event that creates the TK, job losses. They made right? it very clear. We want jobs to go to okay, fucking hell but they're not going there yet not you know going there. what's the tech, going on only what's the tech on? companies seem to be facing these these issues what's going on so right? what oh has actually to sorry and big sorry. ticket items anything that you need debt for is let's fucked talk up about, let's about talk about tech companies um, tech companies yeah microsoft properly. is like laying off twelve thousand, and google Pro or something is laying off twelve thousand. Pro properly the real estate uh startup company okay that's the one They're... that what's his name the tv guy uh sells for um i think mitch marner is their guy i don't know he's they got some sort of celebrity doing it but basically it's like guaranteed home sale we'll buy your home in 90 days if it doesn't sell right and we, i've gone over it before you end up 
bankrupt. It's way it's, it's way less money bankrupt? at the end of the day. Yeah. But it is what it is. So they laid off a bunch of people, which is only like 71 people or something like that. But now they just announced that they are no longer doing their guarantees. So the whole point of this whole company is that you can go to them and they will give you a guaranteed price yeah. so that you know for sure you can buy and you can move into your new home and then you can be, you know, your home will be just be sold in yeah. the background. And it's because we have the next idiot already in the, the background, new, in the new property. And now they're like, no, we're not doing that anymore because prices are, prices are going down. That right? doesn't really make sense to be in business at all right now. So we're just slowly going to disappear. But if you need a mortgage or a real estate agent, we can just do that for you now. So don't yeah. worry. We can just be a regular agent or mortgage broker for you. Referral fees. Yeah. Because we have a no, network that's, now. That's normal. That's normal. I mean, the, the model works in that. Every model in real estate works. There's no there's no real estate model that doesn't have a a, a customer base. You know, what about office? The one that everybody is that everybody what about downtown office, especially I, I, I don't know, but mm. people that I think are super smart and can forecast things better than I can okay. seem to think people. that things will change drastically in the office building space. So get it gets worse, worse. Yeah, I read that, but I, you know, I don't, I don't follow it enough that apparently there's a lot of vacancies and more vacancies are coming. And Well, and like, as the boomer generation uh, bows out gracefully and the Gen Xers step in, I guess we're, we're much more likely to do our work from a beach somewhere than a mm. boomer who, you know, has stuck in his ways and wants to go into the office or burn the whole thing down. I think my generation, the, the Gen Xers are much more like, yeah, listen, if you can do your job from wherever in whatever time, I don't care. I'll pay you this much money. Just get your fucking work done, right? Mm -hmm. And do what you say you're going to do. Whereas I think like even younger generations who were maybe affected by the uh, 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 isolation of the, the pandemic, um, they may be more in a hurry to rush out and get back to like being in the workforce. But I think we're going to see a much different version of what like the office looks like. Right. Cause I think you'll have people working from all over the place as part of a functioning, thriving business in the future. Did you hear about the lady who was ordered um, to pay back her former employee because of time theft? Time theft, really? Time theft. Like yeah. over so just, COVID? Um, so she worked remotely. She was uh, fired. With, she said she was fired without cause. So she was suing, obviously. The employer was a, um, um accounting firm. She said there was 50, there, they said there's 50 hours that she reported on her time sheets, but she, it was not, um, recorded. Right. So she said she was, there's a tracking software that they've got that basically was able to prove, um, that they were not, uh, that she was not, you know, filling out those timesheets correctly, right? So because of the time... Uh, uh, it knew how long she was working the tracking on the software. system, yeah. Yeah, right? So it's, it's And there's like submitting videos and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, they look at opening uh, files and documents. Um, she Whatever, said she they figured she out she was full of shit. Hours and said the program was failing to differentiate between time spent. But anyways, the judgment came in and it just said like, you know what, sorry, but you're stealing time, therefore really? you owe money. And uh, there's now precedence, right? So there's oh, going to be man. like that, right? There's so many. I have a friend who he showed me, like I went to his house and he, I, I'm like, why is the laptop open? 
He goes, I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're working, dude, we're in the pool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, I know, but if I just leave it open, then it looks yeah. like I'm working to the system. Right. Does it though? Cause what do you, what do they really know? Right. Like what is it that is made aware to the employee? Right. Like what are the rights that the employer has? Do they say, look, just, we need you to put this software on. It's going to, you know, help you just sort of communicate with us, uh, you know, yeah. improve your video quality. And yeah, just make sure you have it on your desktop. Okay. Yeah. And you should really, really make sure like you tell your wife your... you love her more. Cause you know, just, just a little birdie told me. Right. So th- these are all the things <laughs> that, you know, what's private and what's not right. If it's a work computer, mm-hmm. does the employer have that? I mean, I'm not here to tell you that I know anything about this, but I, in my, in there was my a lot opinion, of time theft though. In, in my the last opinion, couple of years, wanna, if you want to work from home, your employer has the right to do whatever the hell they think is necessary, including installing a video camera inside your house or on your computer to watch you do the work. Like, I mean, that's totally invasion of privacy, but your, your other option is to go to the office. I think if you run the company properly and you give people a direct mandate and they know what they're supposed to get done, if they can get it done in the time allotted, then I don't care if it takes them five minutes or five hours. Like if this is your job and these are your responsibilities, get it done in the time allotted and we don't have a problem. I don't care where you are or what you're doing, right? The mm-hmm. whole day, right? I don't care if you have three other jobs, if you get done what we agreed well, then, to. But you know, now if I start if to feel- wage, If it's an hourly wage job- Can't be an hourly wage job in that circumstance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. if you're getting paid by the hour, I mean- So if you've got a salary I think job- that ends though soon, hourly jobs. Like unless you have to be there physically, like- yeah. I think a remote job by be. the hour is you the just get dumbest idea amount. ever. Say, yeah, look, take like care piecemeal. You're good at problem solving here. This is how much we're going to pay you. Make sure we don't have any problems. One month, you might work a lot. The next month, you might not have to work at all. But just make sure at the end of the year that all these problems that come up yeah, are listen, yours to solve. That's if you it. have to come into the office, I don't care if you're in fucking Hawaii. Get your ass into the office, right? Yeah. But do whatever you, you want. I don't care. Yeah, you better have a plan. I don't get care. In there. Let's go. Yeah. Um, this is where I think it's going, at least for some companies, because some companies are going to go, fuck, do we really need to pay $35,000 a month for this downtown space when like half the people don't even need to be here? Really? Right. It's like, why don't we just find this place for five grand a month so that we say we have a place in downtown Toronto and let people come and go as they wish and find people that can work in India or like whatever the hell. It's really not that hard to do it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, is that there's a ton of businesses that will no longer need to have office space. But hopefully what happens is as the economy grows and we're increasing the population, there'll be more businesses and more jobs that are created by that. And so a percentage of jobs at home will be much higher, but the total amount of available jobs will be also much greater. Therefore, that companies will still need office space, but they'll be using um, less of it per company. That's, less that's of what it. I think. Yeah, less I mean, of it. Population grows. That's that's it's inevitable. Again, we had an aging population, so that's a whole other factor. That I I think there's there's a lot of guesses out there, but I don't think anyone truly understands how the baby boomers retiring is going to impact us. And I think that that's something that we're not that's prepared be for. Significant. Yeah. We're not prepared for it. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm right? licking my chops, man. <laughs> Things are going to be available. Listen, right. The next generation, my generation, the Gen Xers are waiting for a lot of real estate to transact or to change hands, right? From their parents or their in-laws or wherever it's coming from, their grandparents, whoever's still around. But there's a next generation who knows that it's coming. It's already like 
they're they all know right that it's being passed down and they're just waiting for it and a lot of them are like I don't want to fucking be partners with Jan and Ryan, those fuckers. Yeah. Right. Like the they're minute they're gone Christmas dinner anymore, as soon as the parents gone, they're so yeah, fuck yeah. them. They fucked us up. Anyways, there's so many things like that where it's just going to be, let's just get rid of it. And we majority don't have to worry. Like right. Majority Cause of them are like that. right. Well, I don't yeah, know about the majority, but like, no, I'm telling you siblings selling properties, even worse when the parents cousins. are gone. During it's, during the time the parents are alive, oh no 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 no! Once the parents are gone, it yeah. just changes. It's Ugh. just so like the parents have to, while they're alive, assign one person to make all the decisions. Yeah. So that there is no debate. If oh they assign God, multiple yeah. people, I deal with these. Me too. Very yeah. rarely is it ever a success. Like very TK. rarely. Right now. Agree on everything. Right now, number yeah. six of six, not the one that signed, like the one number six yeah, in yeah. line in the assembly. Big the the head honcho just died. He's been in the hospital, yeah. and it's been like slow to get signatures and stuff. But he just died. Yeah, that doesn't make things smoother. It doesn't make things smoother. no, especially no. if like you're saying they didn't have some kind of a plan in effect. Uh, like who well, will it'll deal be, with now? Stuff? You got pro probate in the state and all that kind of stuff. So there'll, there'll be a process. It's it's uh, you know it it is what it is. I mean you've got a you've got a. Um, can you can you still not. negotiate like who are you negotiating with now who's running the, the estate once the, once the person passes and they haven't done probate of the will in order to um appoint um the trustee for the estate nothing can't do nothing mm. any signatures or anything like that you know they may not have the authority to to bind the estate so you're you're in you're that in, should make uh, things limbo. interesting i guess that's okay actually it, if you're waiting you out a storm that's pretty yeah. good. Did you hear? Uh, That's so us. insensitive, TK. I can't believe you're talking like that. Jesus. What? No, that was rude. I feel bad for them. And I feel bad that I even, I had to interrupt them. I heard that the guy had died, but I called and I pretend like I didn't know because yeah. I didn't want to be rude. But then once I knew, they were like, don't worry about it. It's okay. We like, we're already talking about stuff and trying to figure things out. And don't worry, we're on board. We're on board because yeah. I'm looking for an extension, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. But I'm dealing with that whole death thing right now. I thought it was interesting that you mentioned it. Um, yeah. Things are moving faster in the probate courts, so that's good. I've heard of a couple of good Toronto properties that have gone through probate in only a couple of months. There were Maybe really they long have during, things in really order. Long during COVID. Maybe I got lucky. Maybe they have things in order. I don't, uh, I don't know. When did he when did he buy the property? Oh, this is they've owned it for a long time. So he might be for under first dealings and then there is no uh, probate required. So that'll be good. Right. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to give me some, some knowledge, but you need an extension. So well, really, I just need an extension to finalize number six of six, like there's, there's their negotiation, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I mean, I, I regardless, I am going to need paperwork done with those guys with those guys. Yeah. Okay. That'll be a challenge. That'll be a challenge. Yeah. Well, Hey, say la vie, I suppose. Um, Telus is in the development business. Telus? Telus. Smart. Isn't Telus really like Rogers or Bell? Telus, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Telus and Adara, developer out in North Vancouver, um, finished 88 units, you know, equipped with all the automation and technology, keyless entries, 
you know, notifications, doors open, doors close, adjust unit climates. It's like they've got an app. Then the owner of the smart of the rental, it's a purpose-built rental, owner of the building has the ability to look at stuff to be able to see what temperatures like, security automation, you know, entertainment, um, other systems and stuff like that. And yeah. basically tell it tell us is getting in the game here. Why? Why why tell us? Like why what does tell us have to do with all that stuff? Well, they've got a division who's obviously working on that. They feel like smart home is part of their uh, Yeah. I felt like Tesla should industry. like start building houses. Like some of these companies, like it would just make sense. Like Tesla has solar roofs Tesla would and they make have sense for batteries like the, and like the prefab, like bo- boxable type boxable of stuff. shit. That would be yeah. Tesla would be would fall under that for sure. Yeah. Telus is more just on the tech side, so they're partnering with. Um, Imagine the tech that Tesla developer. would make. But think about think about it, right? Think about a, a developer, you know, having this smart ability on purpose-built rentals. I think that that's. I don't think it's nothing new. I think nah, there's stuff like that. There's apps and there's all kinds of sensors people have been adding to their buildings. They've been for adding years. them, retrofitting them into their. Yeah, buildings. now exactly. now I'm sure it's but more now efficient. The whole building being built from scratch like this is going to yeah. be a major a major player. I've seen uh, a lot of the software. Like a lot of it's like, hey, like link to Uber Eats. There's your concierge, you know. But there there's some cool stuff. Like it links you up, or like you make a ticket. Like if you have a service issue, like. Right. You know, like there's a leak. So you like make a ticket and hope that somebody answers in a reasonable amount of time before the leak is like a flood. Well, I mean, that's what I mean, when you're dealing with these guys on this scale, I mean, one, they've got a property manager in place. Right. The developers are nowhere near the the owners are all investors. You know, they don't have any involvement whatsoever. You want to have things, you know, as efficient as possible. And I think technology is the efficiency that the multifamily projects are going to benefit from, which benefits tenants and speaking about tenants the affordable housing lottery is now open for toronto's mervish village so the lottery for affordable housing yeah so the mervish village the affordable units right at uh on a said site how much Um, is an affordable unit there so here so here there's a different range here so this one here is through like the open door program so this is like really discounted ones for like the most the like, lowest of the low yeah like there's community like nonprofit community organizations that are involved so studio apartment a thousand dollars a month the that's max affordable annual, that's considered affordable studio, which would be two grand a month yeah the max annual household income is forty eight thousand. okay household income for a studio meaning studio. like one person no? it could be a couple could be a, a couple, couple of people making only 48 grand living in a studio together all right Welcome yeah, you know what? No, but seriously, we did the calculation. You don't make that much if you work 40 hours a week at minimum wage. Exactly. Like so it's one like, bedroom, 1185. That's actually month, reasonable. Plus utilities, right? So again, one bedrooms in Toronto, like over two grand. So maybe, maybe double, right? Almost fifty-six thousand dollars max annual household income. Do you have to like bedroom. live in this? country for a few years to get this or can you come fresh so off you, of uh you, something you, you you apply and then if you make the uh the cut then you go through like a more in-depth process and it's a lottery so i'm sure there's some you know you got to know the right people in some cases and i'm sure that there's some people where can i move dumb, here from sweden and like get one of these rooms somehow you can contact the open door people and you can find out if you want to move into one of these places two bedroom 1400 shouldn't this for be for people that are, like are in their 30s or 40s and grew up in the city and can't afford uh, a place to live i think that there'll be a place that you can send an email to to voice your concerns 
right. max income sixty seven thousand. Three enough. bedroom, sixteen hundred dollars. Three max bedroom income, at Bathurst 000. and Bloor, bro. Sixteen hundred. What do half. I have to make for that? I could seventy seven thousand max. I don't even make close to that. So this is these are the people who obviously are like the most needs. So How do I get in on this? There's a few different community organizations involved. Uh, Wood Green Community Housing, Community Living Toronto, Kahila Residential Program, and Wig Woman. These are all obviously Wig like, Woman know, Black. Yeah, like that would probably be like indigenous people, Blackhurst Cultural Center, right? So all these type of like people. What does and this mean? What does this mean? They're all doing what? What are these people? Why are you saying their names? Oh, because they are part of those 37 units that have now become available. That's it. There's only releasing 37 units at those prices. But what are these? Those big are community women. organizations yeah. who are helping people and helping people the find the unit. Yeah, find affordable housing. So those those community organizations have 37 units that are part of this particular Toronto Open Door. So that's where you have to donate to if you want to get one of these units because yeah. with the waiting list must be crazy. 30, 37 are in the lottery. 85 are, are in total. 110, 117 units? 15 units in the development are expected to be leased at 80% of average market rent with an additional 266 rental units leased at no higher than 30% of the medium, median household income. So, so what the hell is this? Another when tier doing, on top of what you just talked about? So those are all rental replacements probably, right? When you're doing rental replacement, like how do they break it down? Like when you when you do a development, what are you putting you, in the, the performance? You have to replace the same amount of square footage the, for sure. At the same price that they were paying before or no? I think Can it's you... square footage, but it might be units because like all the older units are so much bigger. I think there's yeah. some something there. But anyways, like you have to replace something similar to what's there plus the parking and you have to you have to either rent it or sell it for below market. So if you're renting it, it's like but, some but below market is what? Is it the 30%? I don't know. I never really or... understood. Like, where do you but how get do you calculate that, that during a development when you're when you have like all these rental replacements? Well, what it's a it... percentage below some fucking stupid metric they came up with. There's a chart for it. But like there's a chart. There's a chart, but so yeah. far for me, it hasn't really been such a factor that I've had to like really figure it out uh to the to the In fine detail. details. But yeah, like yeah. I mean, for some projects, it's a gigantic factor. And well, yeah. and it's grown over the years, especially. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's I, I, I do remember it being units, but then I also remember something like I remember like why should I replace a twelve hundred square foot one bedroom with another twelve hundred square foot one bedroom? Like that's stupid now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it turned into square footage replacement for rental replacement. But anyways, I don't think it fucking matters. Either way, it fucks up the performa incredibly. And yeah. it's I mean, I the, guess the, it's the necessary. least amount of rental replacement. Units, but it's it's based on an average something and you have to be a percentage below that. And I don't know yeah. what time frame it freezes at, but like it's just so the people that are paying to be in that building one point eight million dollars for a two bedroom. Right. Because I'm sure that's got to be in there. That's probably not even that much for Bathurst and Bloor in Mervish Village. One of the three bedroom uh, units, the three bedroom units. Um, let's figure out here. We'll do price per square foot. So three bedroom units. 
are 1,048 square feet. So you're probably looking at one six or something like that. The most, the okay. most expensive one there. But anyways, I I think I don't know. I'm not the precon guy. I don't, I don't think, think for more than that. And I don't want to come across as a snobby dick, which I'm okay. sure I come across as a snobby dick plenty. But like, do they want to have these people in the same building? Because what do you mean these people? Well, from people both who have ends, incomes of seventy seven lower incomes, three, three, yeah, but uh, you, you're you're mixing like family? extraordinarily different income levels. Okay, it's not just like okay, a thousand somebody that can afford a thousand dollars on a program, okay, mm-hmm. is in a very very different life situation than somebody that has to make three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? To, to pay for their two bedroom. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that. Years, I swear. I Listen, swear I can do this for 25 years. As insensitive as but I've been crazy. this episode, TK, there's realities. Okay. And not everybody loves to co-mingle. Okay. With everybody. Yeah. And that's just the, the rea- re- reality of things. So it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of starts to play out in the coming years. Right. Because when you force that upon people, like you see, even all the nimbyism. I mean, this is nimbyism to the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. To the extreme. And the reality is, it's like people so in you're different. A NIMBY. It's not I'm a nimby. I don't. What do you live... mean? You're not a nimby. You're talking about condos, not my backyard. I don't, I don't live in a fucking condo. But listen, I've gone on, on record. Floor. How dare they come in here? Do they know how much my Porsche is? I'm okay if they go over there but like listen i don't want a rooming house beside me i don't i really truly don't what I if want they touch houses. my louis vuitton handbag in the elevator it's not even what that. If they smell bad i don't want that not in my backyard it. yeah not, i don't want it and i get it changed to uh, n-o-m-f i'm perfectly not, willing to supply not on it. my floor not on, not my, on fucking my floor, floor. <laughs> not in my elevator you don't not in my elevator right anyways Listen, I worked on one project that had a considerable amount of replacement units, and yeah. we designed the Pass building. Pass on to the next guy. No, we listen. We were lucky. Lucky. I I found a building. Put that them all had in one spot. Two corners. Yes, they had their own entrance. It was separate. Oh the my rent, god! Yeah, it, because you know what we did? We did a few floors of rental. Yeah. Because the old owner was going to buy back all the rental units in the building, yeah. and then above yeah. it was condo. Yeah. So you didn't want the renters co-mingling with the owners. Okay, and this that's was fine. That's well, fine if it's if it's not just the affordable no renters. Different, bro. If it's all the renters. Doesn't matter. Because it's hard to sell units. It's different. I know, but it's just different. Exactly. So it's hard to sell point. units. Maybe, it proves my proves point. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is gonna happen? And then when stories come out, because yeah, stories will come and, out. And the building I'm talking about is a purpose built rental, I believe, right? Or no? Maybe it's not. It probably is. Mervish Rental, Mervish Village. There's, there's. Mervish has a bunch of purpose-built. Maybe there's no condo there. Maybe it's all purpose-built. Maybe this is purpose-built. I don't know. And that, but that actually makes a difference, believe it or not. And not that people are any different. And I'm not being a a dick. I I, I mean, I'm being a dick. If you're a condo, but I'm being realistic. I think it's very realistic. And part of the building has rentals, not just affordable rentals, but rentals that would depreciate the value of those condos compared to the exact same building next door that was all owned. I think. 100%. I think. 100%. If you got a mix of 
renters. And it's no city, different city if place. I lived beside a rooming house. My city house would Concord. be worth less. City Place Concord has a high rental uh, percentage. So there's a lot of people who, who are in there. But they're uh, that owned units. Or the, the owned units that have been rented out to tenants, which the status certificate discloses, and those prices are suppressed because of it. Everybody's suppressed. Oof, what a debate something. today, Daryl. What a debate. I My like gosh. it. I like it when it's just My the gosh. two of us. I, I find it just, flows, baby. It flows. It's a good conversation. The, got all the questions with more questions than answers. What uh, did we talk? Is there anything? So, what do you the think last about one I interest to talk rates? About, Hold on. We got to talk about interest, interest rates. rates. Those are going up, no? Up, down, sideways, not happening. Okay. So we had the uh, inflation. No bullshit answer down. though. No. We had the inflation bullshit. slow down to six point three because of gas slow prices. Down. I just went to the gas station last night and prices were higher than the week before. That's what I said. I was like, hold but on. What's a the second. guarantee that this? If they're telling me inflation this is, is down because of gas again. prices, I feel like gas prices have a lot of room to go up again. And then if we go back up to two bucks, which I, I don't understand know, why they're low at McTeague, the moment. Why are they low on the radio? The gas, the gas guy, he says, uh, gas, gas prices are going to go back up. What the fuck is a radio TK? How old are you? I what is the radio this? When I drive the radio Talk radio. Absolutely. Oh, what am I supposed to do? Read my phone while I'm I driving? I thought you were gotta, like 10 years informed. younger than me. No, you're supposed to like listen to I a podcast. podcast. Too. I have yeah. podcasts too, Daryl. What the hell's the Sometimes radio? It's just easy to there. press radio and listen. I don't listen to the music. You're like this. You're on the. You're you're listening to the music. <laughs> you're singing along. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm never the in the car. Is. I'm never Zoom anywhere. Radio. I just sit here. You just sit there. Just sit here. I walk the dog. I don't do anything. I edit a video once a week, you, you and manage. I make a couple of phone calls. You manage things. Nothing. Manage. It's all retirement stuff tk i'm so bored i can't even look at twitter anymore i can't watch youtube videos about real estate anymore there's yeah. nothing original being said everybody's mm -hmm. regurgitating shit everybody's changed their opinion completely everybody's full of shit including yeah. a, and especially you and me there's 100%. no doubt about that Holy and it's like i can't listen to it anymore I can't. Nobody's opinion makes any sense or matters to me. I just want to yeah, kill I had everybody. Call me yesterday. It was actually a partner of mine who called me to say their lawyer said that interest rates are going to go back down. It's not a good time to sell and that, you know, the, you know, they should wait. Interest rates are going to like go right back down. So, okay. What kind of lawyer do they have? How does he know? Like, do they, so all the economists in the world right now are all debating on whether prices are going up or down and interest rates are here and inflation is there. And for the last few years, it's been clear that nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. But they have a lawyer who has got a crystal ball who understands everything perfectly. I would have told them that he sounds like a great lawyer and mm -hmm. that if being psychic is also part of his, his you know. Why is he feet, practicing law? Then I, then <laughs> I would also like to have him as a lawyer. No, forget <laughs> no? it. He should be yeah. sitting on a beach somewhere, chilling, prognosticating everything. Right. Right. But so no, anyways, that's that's fucking that's, around. That's what's out there. You and I know it. You and I have been uh, debating about it long enough to realize how little we know. And uh, people just need information. You know, people just want to have. You have to make a decision based off the information that you have. And right now, inflation is heading down. Does that mean that we're going to get back on track to the two to three percent target that the Bank of Canada has set? Absolutely not. It could mean that we are stuck in a high inflation environment for the next decade. It could mean that, you know, it's going to take, you know, 14 to 24 months before inflation gets back down. No, nobody knows. Bank of Canada doesn't know. Economists don't know. 
everybody's got an idea. Everyone's got an opinion. At the end of the day, you got to make the best decision you can with the information you have today. And right now rates are up and there's no signs of them coming down. What's your rate hike prediction for the end of the month, Daryl? Let's hear it now. Let's get it because by the next time we, we air, I think it'll be a, it'll just had happened. No, it won't so have your happened. Prediction? It, it will not have happened. happened. It'll be the Monday? No. Okay. It'll be next week. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, like I keep, I keep getting it wrong because it's like nothing. I can't put things together because I think that the mall should be empty and that the restaurant should be empty and everything yeah. should be like not happening and people should be smartening up. Right. But mm -hmm. it's not happening, mm -hmm. which means I mean, that on top of we had 100,000 uh, uh, extra jobs than predicted on top of um, now the long, like the five-year bond yields are coming down. So five-year interest rates on mortgages are kind of ticking down. There's so much confusing stuff going on right now that it's like, I, like, I don't understand why gas prices are low when all the gas supplies are constrained and the war is still going on. And it's like, just, how are prices lower? Dale, just give us a number. What's, I don't know. What's the rate? It's going to be I, a, a quarter point, 25 bips, 25 just because they feel like they still have to do something. Yeah. It probably should be more. I don't want like it to, to be more. I'd like to be wrong on this. I, I hope like I'm right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say no change no to the overnight change. rate. No what the fuck, the TK? Rate. You're fucking around again. Stop doing that. Why? That's not a real answer. There's That's no way they answer. can do the zero. Zero. How? How can they do That's that? That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? I'm allowed to guess. You got to guess. Give me yeah, a but chance. Fine. Your but guess is just as good as your... my guess. It's you're just going with the crowd. No, mine's based on something. You're mine's just throwing it out there. It's absolutely easy. Absolutely nothing. Right. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, as long right? as we know that, then I guess it's fine. Yeah, so we're all, we're all good here. Mine, I know nothing either, so mine's absolutely Look, useless. But at least I make a little bit of this, a story. If you're God. still listening to this show and yeah. you haven't liked, commented, or subscribed, yeah, what are right? you doing? Ask yourself, do you really care about Canadian real estate or not? Ask you, look yourself in the mirror and say, do I really care about my situation with Canadian real estate? Do I really want to be informed yeah. every uh single Sunday at four o'clock so that I'm in the know? Or am I just a pretender? And then look down and there should be a little button. And I think it should say subscribe or, it yeah. should, or there should be a button that says subscribe. Subscribe. And if it says subscribe, I think yeah. you should hit that button. And if it says subscribed and there's a little thumb that's pointing up, you should hit that button. But and if not you really are committed to educating yourself on Canadian real estate, then you should leave a comment. Mm. that's what you should do the comment section got crazy rowdy comments, last week comments, what the hell is going on there They're it crazy. was it's crazy out it's, there hmm. it's crazy but you know what actually tk surprisingly and with all sincerity there are a lot of people that actually listen to the end of this thing so thank you thank you for listening we really appreciate that because i mean forward. it's a lot of talking you. It's a if lot you want to come on the show we can do like a like a no video if, you, if you're worried about privacy there's certain like people that. i've offered like Trent, that to if you want to come still, on the show i've offered him a hundred times just go talk without audio you showing your face, no problem if you, you if a sound out thing. there is a regular commenter and they're like listen i i got the answers here i was gonna show. i was gonna just put an open link on twitter today and say hey if you want to join us for the show like here's a link jump in wow 
That would have been cool, or we yeah. would have been trolled, and I would have been one editing time. like crazy. One time, we don't have to air it. One time, we got to do that. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, the let's do people it. who hate you on Twitter are gonna love it. Oh, they'll and love it. I they'll think love it's it. Great. I think. Um, they hate us, not just you. They hate us. Well, they I mean, hate, they hate what we stand for. There's definitely people on Twitter that hate me, but uh, if you read the comment section on YouTube, bro, you're Which not everybody's biggest fan. I, yeah, you're. I only no, I only care about the YouTube. You're not at the top of some people's lists unless that really? list is guys they want to kill. I don't read the. I just read the first comment and then I and then I like. I don't have time to go through. You don't it read all, the parts so. that say TK. You're a fucking idiot. You're it's a no. pumping dick. Bag. I've never read those. No, ones. those aren't God. there. I'm but, kidding. Okay. Well, they're there from time to time. I don't have time to do all the comments, but I do respond and like to everybody who does make an initial comment. I promise I will go through them each week to make TK, sure I do that. It's been right. fun once again. We went like way overboard. Our format's getting longer and longer here, TK. We're going to go longer. We're going to go longer. Okay. Here we go. All right. Yes. TK, always Zero. a pleasure. Good catching Likewise. up with you. Likewise. Another week of real estate. Good luck with Updates. your tournament, sir. Go beat the hell out of somebody. I will. I will beat them. Or, 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 sorry, grapple them till they choke submit. to death. Submit. There submit. you go. Go submit some people for all of us, TK. I will. I will.